All right, bring down Thunderstorm motherfucking podcast uh, episode three. Today uh, we have a super super exciting um, guest and my old mentor and my ex boss Saad Hussein and uh, that's a cool picture of him when he had his eye surgery and uh, yeah we'd like to welcome Saad Hussein. Hi Saad, how are you? Hey Vijay, how are you? Man? That's a I'm nice photo of us together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. That's yeah. an old picture. I found it like, uh, yeah, I, I dug through. Like a lot of people sent me pictures of our team from before as well and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. I can't show all of them, but yeah, a lot of good memories there, man. So tell me, like, you know, uh, what's been I happening? Look, I look older than. <laughs> now you're younger. Well, I've been, I've been, <laughs> I've been at home uh, with family and all that, uh, and. Again, going back to my, my, my first love, basic photography. Oh, that's uh, nice. I've been trying a lot of stuff, a lot of stupid stuff on, on my camera and all that. Um, also, at the same time, also looking at my iPad and trying to figure out about editing and also Photoshop and all that. So I'm, I'm doing a bit of illustration, I'm doing a bit of uh, film editing and doing a lot of photography and all that. So I'm just, I'm just keeping myself busy, uh, trying to learn new skills and all that. So. Even looking at TikTok and see what are new trends out there, and it's, it's been interesting, right? Nice. So I'm just keeping 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 up to speed in terms of uh, whatever's out there, uh, rather than trying to rock myself at home in Singapore. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I saw a bit of your. I'm gonna play this video, and you've been up to something quite cool at home, uh, being stuck at home when you're talking about photography and stuff like that. Yeah. Cool, sir. That's quite cool. Tell us a bit about what you're doing at home, like with all these pictures. I was a bit, I was a bit bored. I'm just testing myself with uh, if if I can take, you know, still light. And still light is the most difficult in terms of trying to do a proper lighting and all that. So I thought, okay, like if I use one one set of light, my camera and and a, and, a, and a dark piece of paper, what can I do? So I went around my my garden. I went around to my wife's kitchen and all that. Took all stuff and all that and start shooting. So. You know, I, I just took about 20 minutes to half an hour just to set it up and, and shoot it and all that and quickly you know, edit and it actually post it out on, on uh, Instagram and all that. It's just, it's just a exercise that I wanted to do uh, and it went through 30 days. Of course, on the, on the 20th day, it's like, why am I doing, you know? So, um, 
Yeah, I, I ran out things. I ran out things to shoot and all that, but uh, I, I finished it. 30 days. Uh, looking at something else also now uh, for the next 30 days. Hopefully, we don't we don't stay at home for the next 30 days also. Yeah, uh, also, I just I'm just keeping myself busy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. So tell us. Um, <laughs> so before we get into your history and advertising and all, right now, yeah. what are you doing? You're the CMO of Pixiv. Tell me a bit about Pixiv. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm now I'm now on the client side. Uh, I'm I'm with a startup called Pixiv, and they are almost like a the Getty for Asian images and all that. So it's a, it's like a visual marketplace for. Well, we we do authentic uh, Asian images and all that. So um, yeah, it is a marketplace. It is a crowdsourced place where we can have a communities to shoot our stuff. We also do uh, a bit of custom commissions and all that. So it's it's also it's two things. It's startup which I love and basically photography. So I'm I'm doing both things that I'm loving, and I'm I'm just doing more on the marketing side. With a small team, it's it's startup, and I think that's I love I love the idea that it's startup. It's that's almost like what Zila is all about. Like when we start out, it's small, you know. We are against the big boys. We are fighting, um, being almost like a, how I call it, uh, underdog and all that. So it's 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 that kind of challenge that all this comes back to me, right? That's cool, Sad. Can you okay? Now let's get into the, your whole story. Like uh, it's quite funny. <laughs> so you're actually uh, a Singaporean. And uh, we are we're now in the same country, but uh, you are a Malaysian, I would say, advertising legend. Uh, how did that happen? Like, how did you start off here, and how did you come to Malaysia? Like, why Malaysia? Like, you know, from Singapore dollars <laughs> to Malaysian ringgit. Maybe back then not so bad, lah. But back then wasn't that. Back then wasn't that so bad. I mean, in terms of currency, I, I think. Uh, I think it's my it's my journey in terms of I mean I was in Indonesia Jakarta trying to help uh, Indonesia outfit still I had a couple of offices in Indonesia in Hong Kong in Japan even uh, Philippines and of course uh, in Singapore um, they have a very very small office in Malaysia and and we were handling Sony at that time um, in Singapore so Sony we handling in, in Singapore uh, bits of Indonesia and also the Philippines. Um, so we we were we were invited for a pitch in Malaysia. So since we did Sony, they, I'm, I I did Sony. They they sent me up there for to to PC present. Uh, uh, it, I think it was for a mega TV uh, uh, campaign. Uh, at that time, it was almost like your know, Astro of the world, but that was before Astro. And and strangely, we won. We won the pitch. Uh, so I got stuck in KL uh, to finish the production and all that. But um, that journey itself was quite fun because I think it was a different. I mean, the clientele and all that. I mean, the, the atmosphere and all that is very different from Singapore. Working in Singapore versus working in Malaysia. Um, so I sort of got stuck and and loving every time every, every time I visited Malaysia and all that. So and strange thing is also we won more and more Sony business at that time. So and they wanted me to stay because I I was like so called the master for the Sony account and all that. So. Um, so we. So you were the creative. Yeah, we. You you were out of. I was I was a creative first. Uh, I was both. So. Okay. Uh, I started as an as a visual. Well, I started as as a political science arts arts gradual uh, graduate, uh, knowing nothing about advertising, knowing nothing about uh, visuals and all that. So, um, but I love I, I love the arts. Uh, I went to night school, uh, part time. But I, I I quit halfway because I didn't learn anything, so uh, I joined a very small agency and then started learning about art direction and all that, and and joined Zilad uh, after two I think after three years. Um, then 
opportunity for me to go up to KL uh, to pitch. Uh, I was heading the team. Uh, we won, and basically after that, we got almost, I would say, 75% of the account. And we were, we were against the big guys like Liu Bennett, the assassins of the world, the wire and of the world, and and they looked at us and said, "Who's this guy from from Silat? Or, or who is Silat?" You know. So um, that was a that was a beautiful thing. I mean, I think we were, we were looking at ourselves as like I, like I mentioned before, we're like underdogs, we're a small player, and we are out there to basically trying to prove the world, or at least prove the world in Asia. Right? Um, yeah. And let me so show. It's it's, it's uh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to show the one of this piece of, of work that you did for Sony because we were talking about Sony, right? And uh, this one, uh, the X-ray one, tell us a bit about that. I think that was in um, the year 2000. I think it's one of the first few. We were slowly moving from just winning the account to trying to do more creative work. I think the pressures of from Labonet and from Wine at that time. Um, and also from the Sony client. I think the Sony client, I think we are the best uh, marketing director at the time. I think Jiang Xing is legendary and he's basically in Shanghai now. Uh, so he has always been encouraging us to do creative work. Um, so this piece is basically something that, I mean, PlayStation has always been a big thing. Um, and I think this was the first piece that we actually entered for an award. Uh, we entered for, for London. Uh, I think we had two ads that we entered for awards and both of them one hit finals and this one hit gold. Um, at that time, London was like for you to hit a goal. Like, you know? And me and my art director, Hao Yong, we flew up to London just to pick this up. I mean, for the first time, we won something. It was quite a nice thing. And yeah. And after that, because of this, I think we, we said, okay, let, although we are a small agency, I think we should set aside some budgets for awards. Um, so that's what we did. So we slowly we tried to focus ourselves to, to craft all the our ads better. Um, put more ideas into it, and, and yeah, and I mean, we, we, we got Man to join us after that. I think Man joined us. Yeah, Man was in Australia for six months before I went back to Singapore for two years. So uh, yeah, I mean, that's I, it's another, quite sad to see Man that's, left. Like. That's, yeah, another, that's another story altogether. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's also another advertising legend, uh, Man who joined Sela. Yeah, that's yeah. quite cool, right? Yeah. And um, yeah. also this piece of work, um, I'm showing the playground and. Uh, the pool that was done by Dougie and you were with you, right? Yeah. Tell us a yeah. bit more. You know, after winning the LIA, and you were saying that you guys are trying to do more cooler and cooler stuff uh, for yeah. Sony and getting. So, so Dougie was a very, very young art director at the time. He just joined, still from school. Uh, uh, so they were, they were very hungry. I mean, they, there's another guy called Paul from uh, Paul Gateway. He's he's American, American Malaysian, and all that. Uh, very good copywriter. So they're a very good team, and basically, we just, yeah, I mean, again, we, we always push uh, the teams to, uh, you know, uh, game-changing work. And, and I think this one is a very simple idea. Uh, and I, I think the only thing I did was basically just uh, them to change the headline, which was <laughs> the word since. 1970, <laughs> since 1990 something. That's, that's the best headline. They had a long line, but I said, no, let's, let's just change the headline to something simple. Uh, and we won, I think, a silver for the campaign. Uh, Dougie and I went up to uh, New York also to receive the prize. Um, so again, it's, uh, I think after that, I think Dougie went, went, went beyond and, and did some, something good with McCann's. And now he's in Singapore with TBW also. So yeah. Cool. And I'm going to show you. We had great people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think uh, one thing. Still ad and, and creative juice and all that have been known as like having a young, really good young creative uh, and uh, yeah. in the agency, not even creative, like there was amazing suits, amazing 
uh, even finance yeah. people were quite cool like like it was a super character <laughs> la. like it is is our uh, cfo our finance manager finance, finance director and a partner also yeah and i think he's one of the most creative <laughs> he's one of the most creative finance guy ever you know yeah. uh very supportive of creative uh will actually spend the money for anything that's creative so which is good i love that guy i mean, so I mean it's I important to have it's important to have a finance guy who supports uh the agency yeah. and trying to get the agency out yeah. there I, i remember like yeah. it was amazing yeah yeah i'm going to show the pre one tell us a bit about that because you're like uh yeah i mean just look at the visuals it's so not you but it's so you you know <laughs> tell us so, a bit about that one. yeah this uh, this one is a bit uh we we wanted to be more controversial i mean with psp you can do that i think and client all, all this encouraging uh this one i think i did it with nikwa Uh, Nikwa was the one who basically sourced out those beats, and and you look closely, actually, those are the symbols of PlayStation. Uh, it's very controversial, especially if you want to do it in Asia, do beats, create beats, and all that. So I thought it's almost like a religion, right? PlayStation. Uh, it didn't get much. I think it got as bronze in countries, I think, locally, but it didn't do well internationally. I think also because at that time there was this huge surge of. Uh, beautiful ads from you know the, the legend Eric Verhoeven. Yeah. Uh, he was winning all the PSP work, uh, and it was like very diff- very to talk very difficult to basically crazy crafted uh, ideas. He's yeah yeah. It's one of those things. Like, it's, it's, and I met this guy. This guy is a crazy art director. I mean, he's so precise in every single. I mean, you look at the details; it's amazing. Yeah. Know? And he brings his big portfolio guys, other the digital stuff, to present to you to showcase his work to us, and it's the. the the details the crafting is it's correct fantastic. so from sony uh, we're going to move a little bit into nissan just this one piece that was super famous and i remember seeing this as well and you have a funny story around this one uh, the mother trucker i, I remember uh, you told me where you got this idea yeah 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 <laughs> okay this one is yeah it's it's, it's I mean, so uh, Nissan is the other big client that we got after after Sony. I mean, Sony was one of the biggest client after that Nissan came on board. It was also a very difficult journey. Nissan has been also been very traditional uh, with the Tanjong family and all that. So all the ads are very safe. So um, and this one basically they had a tough time selling this particular truck. Uh, it's a Navara. They came late in the market. It's very huge, big truck. Very expensive, uh, so it's very difficult to fight. So we said, I have this much money, but I want to, I want to break into the market. So it was a tough sell. So we 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 had to crack this idea. I, I think we spent the team spent about a few weeks just to to think about this. But I came back from, I think it's divine intervention because I came back from my Friday prayers. Right one day, I went into the room. They were about to discuss this particular brief. And I said, guys, I got the idea. I said, what is it? I said, it's let's call this the mother trucker, the mother of all trucks, right? Because it's big and everything, right? And they were like, okay, sir, you go and sell it to the client because I'm not, we're not going to sell it to the client. So, um, and we did. Uh, and of course, the client also was shocked. Uh, Christian was looking at me and said, sir, you know who my dad is. <laughs> you know how difficult to sell this to my father uh, and to the board itself. I mean, we're very traditional Chinese. Company, but uh, kudos to them. To them, basically, they, they managed to sell it. And and the best thing is, is there's no car. It's black black background. It's against all their so-called uh, CI, and, and it's very taboo for them. But we managed to do it. And and above this, also, I think, and Joseph Anthony and all that was a city there. We created a a, a 
a website which is almost like an interactive so he had this dude mother trucker dude trying to sell life on, on, on website we would I think we were the first few to do like uh, content ads for mother trucker on YouTube it wasn't even picked up well but at least we, we, we tried and and I think to this date this term mother trucker is still being used amongst the at least amongst the 4x4 uh, community yeah. so yeah it was a famous, like almost, famous uh, white uh, I mean the famous term that you all uh, coined at that point you know yeah I remember this yeah. even in the industry um, you asked yeah. me to ask you about one thing uh, your anger management <laughs> so that was quite interesting because when I worked with you you were like the most zen person uh, but I've heard of your anger stories from people like Chunsan and all that before tell us a bit about that you know like how what's like the worst thing the craziest thing you've done and why and how did you change that I've not changed <laughs> it's but you were told um, that like I've heard stories I, I, of you I, I, I've told that well I think it, it comes and goes it, it, I, I just hate stupidity and, and if it's if it's too apparent I'll, I'll blow up and especially if, if there's laziness but stupidity com- combined together and I'll blow up uh, not just internally I, I blow up uh, to my clients also I mean I remember uh, one particular client doing a presentation and all that I really literally and that was quite recent as in as in in the least in the in the later years of my life of my advertising life uh i i blew up uh i just stood up and said you know you just wasted my time right i i i, I think I, I raised my voice and I walked out of the meeting i told the guys come back up just move up I, this is this is useless this client is useless. something like that so i was really so so angry and, and you know when i'm angry um my hands shake my voice breaks and all that so uh and i really get angry um but I, I mean, it's just it's just one of those things that if, if it's just I'm just irritated, then I'll, I'll I'll slowly try to walk away if I can. But if it's if it's if I can't control, I'll, I'll blow it up. But it's it's very rare. I think I think yours yours everyone yours lucky and all that. Yes, I do blow up, right? Uh, but uh, I would try not to as much as possible, right? Yeah. And those who 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 who, who, who went to my wrath. <laughs> I mean, they will remember. La. Okay, I was <laughs> I quite lucky. La. It, it didn't happen in my time, but uh, I heard about uh, about it. And this is quite interesting, right? You spoke about um, telling clients, you know, like to just... I've heard from you and I've seen it before in the agency. You're one of the first few bosses who like, we don't want to work with you anymore. Like, you know, you're not the right yeah. client for us. Like, tell us a bit about that, you know, like... I think... I think I've fired a couple, I think a handful of clients. Uh, just tell them off, or basically write a nice letter to them and say thank you very much. I think we rather resign from the account because uh, I think we don't meet eye to eye. I think it's it's a waste of time if, and also demoralizing demoralizing for the team if we continue with this client because at the end of the day it's the people that we want to keep and the team that, that basically works for it and if it's not appreciated or uh, it's basically. Um, uh, it's badly treated and all that. I think I think we should part ways. And either I do it very, you know, aggressively or yeah. to a nice nasty letter, mm. uh, which I will send to them, and I will I will go back to Singapore. Right? So I'll, what I do is I send an email and I go back to Singapore during weekend. If they can't contact me, they will they will panic for a while <laughs> and start to, to call me. But uh, that's that's how I do it. And sometimes I'll, I'll meet up with the MD because uh, I'll go right straight up to the C level and talk to them and say, hey. Maybe this is it's it's nice to part, but uh, doesn't mean it's goodbye. We can still work together, but um, maybe not now, right? And some of them do come back actually. Uh, uh, 
Uh, you come back to a second round, sometimes a third round with them. Uh, but yeah, at, at the end of the day, we, we still keep a good relationship. But as long as we respect each other, I think that's we can actually we can actually part ways. We can actually yeah set the tides in in other words. Right? I mean that's quite cool. Like I mean, you stand for something, and uh, and and yeah. you're right. You know, like it it works both ways. If you're forcing something, and the clients also forcing on their side, it's not gonna good do good work, and both of yeah. you are gonna suffer. Yeah. So you might as well just yeah, make the call yeah. and you work with someone you're comfortable with. with we work with a, a yeah. client that we are comfortable yeah. with. And a lot of yeah. I see a lot so, of agencies like also like force. They want the money, but they want to work with this client, even though the yeah. client kills the soul of the agency. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, Sony, I mean, I give a good example. I say Sony, they've been working for like close to eight to ten years with them, getting like almost uh, 75% of the business, almost 90% of the business at one point. Uh, we actually fired a client because it was we just new marketing team comes on board. I mean, there must be a, there's a lot of uh, changes within relationships and all that. So, uh, so we decided to part ways, uh, and that was like, you know, it's almost like 60% of of Ads business, right? And we decided to do that. Uh, it was the biggest decision of my life, and even with like it, I said like it, we need to move on. And and I think he was quite supportive. So that also made us to like, hey, you know, let's let's look out for other clients. I'm sure there's better, uh, other clients that's out there to basically um, that that require our services and all that. And 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 we moved out of that comfort zone because we've been handling Sony for so so well for, for a long while. And we moved out, and basically we managed to yeah pick up more clients and become who we are today. Uh, it's, and it's so this is a good segue, right? Like uh, from still ad, uh, you're doing all the Sony stuff, you know, and then. Uh, also like the Nissan mother trucker and all that but then how did creative juice come into play like what happened okay I think um, at that time Team Malaysia was looking for an agency to partner so um, and basically at Silat we had Sony we had uh, Nissan uh, we had a bit of uh, at that time F1 um, and I think we had one more client which basically uh, what the TBLD world has as a clientele so we were like hard fit so they caught us and basically you say okay fine and I wanted to again my journey is all about change changing my challenges and all that so now having what's next for still that right so I, I told like it and, and at the time the chairman from Singapore I said look you know uh, let's let's try and partner with the big agencies you know? if they were willing to buy us up then let's I want to see this journey so so so, so we, we basically yeah, sold ourselves technically, right, to the TBLD group. Uh, they, we renamed ourselves under, uh, uh, under Creative Juice, the brand name, which basically is a very brand, famous brand name out of Thailand, where Thirasak and his gang basically were doing fantastic work out of Asia. Did you make the call for, to choose Creative Juice and not use TBWA? Or what, who, who made the call? I think it was, uh, it was one of the... Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's from from the board. So we, we didn't make a call. We we just said okay, it cannot be TBL because TBL Malaysia still exists, right? Yeah. And we didn't want to adopt TBL still, right? So uh, and Creative Juice was coming up, right? So and they saw us almost like Creative Juice at least from Malaysia. So hence, yeah, we, we adopted that name. So we became Creative Juice still. Uh, and yeah, it was one of those things that okay, let's 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 see where this. This marriage goes to right. Uh, I'm just showing so you a old picture of your, your the, the team. Um, 
Yeah, so we had a away day. I think we got in with our and Tirasat. He came down, and I think we were up in Kentik. So we had our own, you know, creative juice T-shirts and all that. So uh, a bit of bonding and all that, a bit of you know, putting certain visual and targets and all that. So it was quite a, it was quite. A, I mean, all these people, I think they they were the main foundation for the creative juice uh, team. Um, great people. Uh, they've moved on to better places, uh, uh, better agencies and all that. Uh, great people. They are all hardworking people. I think that's that's the best thing about. Uh, people uh, within whether they're still at or creative juice and Saad I'm yeah. going to play this Nissan family right uh, this spot as well which I, I love I've seen this a few times back then as well let me play that first then we'll talk about it a bit sure I love the inside from that. Like it's it's so typical Malaysian uh, kampung style. You know, people on the motorbike, twenty fellows who sit down there. Like, you know, like the whole family is on the motorbike. And uh, so this was a great discussion with a great team. I think we had a great guy called Nick Hua. Uh, he's been freelancing everywhere. So uh, this was from Sachi. He came to the. I mean, he was a. He was quite refreshing. Uh, art director came on board, and I think we were in part of a discussion. He came up with his thought. So we expanded on this. Uh, we got a great team from uh, Reservoir. Chun-san uh, and his team basically helped me create a structure in terms of how to safely put six people on a bike and all that. I think clients saw it, uh, bought it immediately. I think it's, a, it's the most insightful yeah. campaign from Malaysia uh, because it's, it's a typical thing. We wanted to convert people from you know, um, to riding a, a normal car, right, to a bigger car, right. So, mm-hmm. and this is the, the biggest, and simplest idea that we can actually uh, uh, showcase, right. Uh, and at the same time, also, I think this spot, I think, was you know, John Marie Drew, which is the father of disruption, right. He saw this. He came to Malaysia. Right? We played a few ads. He saw this ad. He says, "Please play this again." So we, we repeated. He says, "Play this again." Right? You know? So we showed him twice. So play it again. So he showed him twice. He says, "I love this spot. You know, this is what Nissan is all about." So we were like, "Wow, oh, you know, that's an honor for uh, coming from him, right? To love this spot and all that." And I think it's also, I think within the Nissan group, they, they saw this as quite a, quite a, a, a beautiful ad. I think it's so apt for Malaysia. I say it's apt for Southeast Asia. Also. Yeah, uh, and, and I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna jump straight from here. Uh, I'm gonna skip the transformer one because I'm I'm quite excited to show the potong one, which I felt was like yeah. one of the best ads to come out out of Malaysia, which was amazing. I I, I remember seeing this when I was in the industry back in the days as well, and I thought it was just crazy, man. Again, you know, we're talking about strong insights. Uh, the first the motorbike one, this one is another strong one, lah. Of course. Murah aja. Tok pun dah 
Untung. Berbaloi. Berbaloi balu. Eh, berbaloi balu. Untung elah. Untung. 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 Kau tunggu apa lagi? Untung elah. Potong kos. Lebih pantas. B1YMAX. Rangkaian broadband wireless terpantas. And this one's crazy. I mean, if you don't know the context of this, Potong uh, always is termed with uh, circumcision, but here you're making fun of it for the cutting the wires and going into Wi-Fi, right? Like, uh, how hard yeah. was it to sell shit like this, you know? Or how easy was it? Was, um, we went through almost 50 bots, I think. Uh, uh, the team, I think we, we got rejected so many times. We really nearly lost hope. I mean, P1 is also almost like a startup at the time. They were fighting the bigger players of TM and and Cellcom and all that. But they were trying to sell Ymax, which is wireless. Uh, but uh, they were a new player, so it's, it's tough. So they were like trying to be an Apple at one point. So we had two clients, Michael Lai and CC Kwan, which is both sitting on top. So it was, and every day we almost got, we get scolded by them and all that. So. Uh, it was the toughest line. I think we, we, we were trying to uh, really make a difference, actually, especially for this particular plan because it's a tech line and all that. So, and I think in one of those brainstorms, uh, I think um, the word cut core, which is cut wire, this is it's about cutting wire, right? So in, in Cantonese, it sounds funny, cut chaw, right? So I said, hey, that sounds funny, right? So I was started laughing and all that. And then, uh, so what's Let's hear it. Maybe it should do in Malay. And when you mentioned the word potong, then everyone started laughing. Say, guys, I think we have something here. So, so we developed a very simple script and all that. The next day, we sold this immediately. They planned on it immediately. There's no second guessing in terms of okay, let's change it. No, not at all. So, uh, so we brought on on board uh, Bani Chua, and he really pushed it up again to another level. Uh, we had fun doing this spot, and I think it was a game changer for the telecom telecommunication industry. Yeah. Uh, people were talking about taxi drivers will talk will talk about it. Uh, I think they still remember this uh, this campaign, and I think it got so big that we wanted to do more. I think the word like you mentioned circumcision about it. We wanted to do uh, a, a post event where we wanted to do a mass circumcision and sponsored by P1. So uh, those were things in mind. We had that compound boys who wanted to basically hijack weddings and all that and, and basically do this potong song and all that. So these were like crazy ideas that were, almost, they were actually approved by client. But unfortunately, they, the product itself did not deliver. I mean, we, we, got, uh, we sort of uh, got a lot of subscriptions and I think we went beyond their target. Uh, people were talking about it, raving about it, but the network just couldn't take it. I think yeah. there's an interesting point, right? Like sometimes uh, no great advertising can save a uh, product that's fail or yeah, a product yeah, that's failing, yeah. right? You have to have a good product. Uh, if your ad is so good, but your product cannot support, I think that's an uh, imbalance yeah, as well. You know, yeah. that's quite important. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to... It's always a case, yeah. Correct. I'm going to play the, the other language one now. Oh, 
Again, uh, as good as the Malay one, just as crazy yeah. as well. And I'm gonna jump into uh, the next piece, which is the Kopi Extra. And uh, okay. we'll talk, we'll show that, and then we'll just talk about that if you have any funny stories. Uh. Kopi Extra, Bang? Kopi lagi. Bang? Teh Extra, Bang? Atau Koko Extra, Bang? Bang? Semua pun boleh. Again, Saad, I have to tell you, like, you know, for a person who's very pious and uh, goes to, uh, who always goes to pray and you have mother trucker, you have potong, you have this guy with four wives, this is just crazy, man. Like, where does it come from? Is it all, like, stuck inside, you know, like, you have to let it out in your ads? It shows I have a dirty mind, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, I think... Um, it, it just comes in. I think at the end of the day, I think the, the Malay... I, I, I had this discussion with the Tsukrat team and TVW at one time. Um, that, that it's it's like it, it's all human in, 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 all, in every human being. It's basically, there's a bit of humor. There's a lot of humor in them, right? There's a lot of naughtiness in them, right? I don't say sex a lot. A lot of naughtiness, naughtiness when in them. When you said naughtiness, um, Benz... And there's a lot of humanness in that. So at, at the end, they would, we try to marry all of those, especially in Malaysia, where technically it's uh, they just want to be entertained, right? And if you look at all the movies, I think wrestling sells, right? Any any romance uh, film will sell, any hantu stories will sell. Yeah. So we, we try to combine all of those, those that are very, uh, that will basically pull the Malaysian audience, especially the Malays. To, towards that, so um, I think we, we try to, to to get into the insights. I think the insights of the local audience, uh, the clarity of the message to come through. It can be simple, but they might be, not be clear. But what we need to do is make sure that it matches um, their insights, are, or their lifestyle. So at least they understand this immediately without uh, trying to like figure out what are you, what are you trying to sell or what's the message behind this and all that. And uh, the, the spot for FNN, I think, uh, always wanted to do something with four wives. Hmm. The, the two things that I want to do, four wives and basically someone with uh, uh, with a bunch of midgets, actually, <laughs> so or dwarfs. But, uh, yeah, just a bit sensitive, but uh, I really, at least I managed to do something with four wives and, and this was a spot, a perfect spot for it. Um, for Porto, basically it's, it comes naturally. Uh, we got into trouble for that. I mean, we had, I had a lot of trouble, a lot of like, campaigns and all that. So we had to really go out to censorship board, appeal to them, talk to them. Um, I think Alison knows about it, Chun-san knows about it. All the producers also has to go through hell uh, trying to get approvals. Um, but, uh, but at the end of the day, it, it makes sense. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing violent about it. There's nothing uh, sexy or sexual about it. It's just a word like potong, right? If you have a dirty mind, then it becomes dirty. But potong is just a, a simple word, right? And, and, and it's fun. At the end of the day, I think what's what communication is all about. I think we have to basically entertain them, get them understand what products go about to a very fun way. I think uh, to me that's 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 what I always look at it. I mean, if it's if it's a fun and like like you mentioned, if it's bodo or stupid, right? I I I love it better, Correct. right? And and see how far we can actually get it past the client and straight to the audience. 
and start okay. talking about Potong. I'm going to Potong you for a while now. And uh, we're going to talk yeah. about this philosophy, right? Uh, kill your inner chicken. When I came into the agency, I remember that uh, was like your DMPs and we sent this out to clients and, and uh, the agency stood for that, right? And uh, we're getting into an interesting part now. Uh, tell us a bit about, you know, how did we kill chickens come into play? And I'm going to play the Nando stuff. We're getting into Nando's now, you know? Yeah, I think uh, I think everything is all about that, right? Trying to be basically fearless in, 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 in all our ideas. I think we need to basically, like they say, zig and zag and all that. So, uh, and basically keeps it fresh, right? So, and most of the time, even internally, we are we're quite safe in terms of our ideas. And once you go to client, clients even safer. And once you go to the management, it comes, you know, it, yeah. it gets, it gets, uh, you know. So, what we need to do basically share this philosophy even internally and also externally to, the, to our clients when we give dms or we tell our clients our philosophy i think we want we want them also to adopt this idea that you as a client can be fearless you can actually um, create ads or create communications that basically you know, shock the world because, that's the end day, that's what because you need to when you shock the world and when you stand out people start noticing you and i i i remember you know being in juice and that's what we try to go out and sell the world like do yeah. something that you're yeah. uncomfortable with do something that's very different and uh, yeah. I'm gonna play this Nando's case study and we want a gold effies for this uh, and then we can yeah. get into the stories of our story of Nando's right let me play this case study first when it comes to eating out Malaysians are truly spoiled for choice in order to stay on top of the consumers' minds, the big boys in the F&B category spends over 150 million ringgit a year. Since Nando's came to Malaysia in 1998, the Afro-Portuguese brand has made known its distinctive personality. But it was struggling to connect with the Malaysian heart and soul. So how do we make an Afro-Portuguese brand relevant to the locals? By creating loss-leading meal deals? Sponsoring concert tickets headlined by local artists? Spend a fortune on endorsement by a local celebrity? Guys, guys, we've got peanuts for budget. Please, be kind. Okay, since we were weak in terms of funds, we decided to leverage on our existing strength instead. Why not put some Malaysian flavor into our unique cheeky voice? Let's Malaysianize Nando's! First, we had to identify what was Malaysian. We paid attention to local hot topics and observed the cultural references which are shared by the Malaysian community. In major states where Nando's could be found, we put billboards that would nudge at the locals customizing every Nando's billboard. So if one were to go on a road trip in Malaysia, they'd have a reason to smile all the way. Some billboards even became a hot topic among Malaysians. 
we reference the Malaysian way of speaking. Come and try, try lah. Others are so, so only. This is nice, nice one. Marinated cow cow for 24 hours. Flame built terror, terror, and even more shock, shock. We created social media content that would be relevant and exciting for Malaysian netizens. Whether it was about welcoming international acts, Malaysianizing April Fool's Day, making light of a particularly heated situation. Insiden pelanggan KFC dikasari oleh kaki tangan restoran makanan segera itu di cawangannya di Shah Alam baru-baru ini jadi perhatian selepas ia tersebar melalui YouTube. Tidak lama selepas itu, Nandos, sebuah lagi restoran makanan berasaskan ayam, mengeluarkan satu iklan yang menyentuh perkara itu. Iklan itu menarik perhatian ramai. or even showing support to a devastated Malaysian hero. And that's how we created a special bond between Malaysians and Nandos. So Saad, tell us um, how did Nandos come about? Like uh, the creative choice, like how did that happen? Actually, uh, Nandos was with us earlier on. Um, I think during CLR days and all that and actually Nandos fired us after two months um, we were that was the first time I mean, Nandos game was the first was, we just, was just launched in Malaysia uh, we, we pitched for the account I think Jason was the marketing director at the time and, um, and we were doing one campaign and uh, just after one campaign within two months we were fired literally fired what was the reason um, why did you all get fired? They, they, they think that we were not creative enough. Okay. Um, I, th I think that time we were also trying to play a lot of puns with Peggy Peggy and all that. So um, we didn't get into, we were not into that brave mode yet. I think I think at the time we were very safe and all that. And I remember after two months we were like, what the hell? You know, we, we <laughs> they just fired us like that. So and ten years after that, uh, we. I mean, with the help of us, with Judy. I think Judy handled uh, Nando's in the initial days and in the interweb period, the dance uh, sort of reintroduced us to, uh, to me. And that's where we started with them. So that, that's, that 10 year break, we, we learned a lot. Uh, we sort of discovered that actually John Hunt, completely uh, harmless as far as they were doing great stuff for Nando's. So we, we had a, a very high benchmark to follow. So we were like, okay, how do you do this? Um, so the first campaign, I think, nearly got us fired also because it was a general Kinako oh, yeah. campaign. I've seen the standees around the office. Uh, yeah, so that one was basically, uh, one is it was also heating up against the other colonel because mm. the, the general is better than colonel right, or higher than colonel or something like that. So uh, Star brought, us, brought me in and said, you can't do this kind of ad. I said, why? Right. Um, then after that, there was some issue with our our so-called digital company, they did a blackface. They didn't have an actual, you know, South African guy. We had South, a, a, a South African guy to basically post as General Kanako. This guy sort of did a shortcut, right? So a bit controversial, we had to drop campaign. Again, it was like short-lived, right? It was a huge thing that we, a huge campaign that we, we really 
prepared, but we had to basically stop it, right? So that was like, okay, oh no, we're gonna get fired again, right? After that. But I think, um, thank God, I think we found, I think we're like, man, no, sir, let's let's do this, let's do more such things. So we were like, game on, let's let's do more crazy stuff. So the next one was basically had, we had a billboard campaign, and and after with that billboard campaign, I think that was the first campaign that sort of made the people talk about Nandos because the, the biggest billboard in Malaysia at the Ankhiel at the time was in Bukit Bintang and that's where we had that big headline called Disney Banyak Ayam, right? Yeah, and I'm just showing it on the screen now uh, and uh, yeah. tell us about that because this was super famous Yeah, because they had multiple billboards actually across KL uh, and even uh, across Malaysia uh, Peninsula and all that, so we were supposed to come with a very localized campaign. So this was the first big fist billboard that we thought about. Um, initially, it was also rejected by client, but uh, we pushed on, we pushed on, we pushed on, and finally, and they, they said, "Okay, let's let's do it." And I think, to everyone's surprise, it, it got approved by DBKL. Uh, again, it's wordplay, right? So this is any banyak ayam, so it's quite innocent in a sense. But we're also talking about the fact yeah. that any time. Big Bintang was quite famous with a lot of, uh, you know, uh, the know, other kind of chicken activities, yeah. the other kind of chickens and all that. So it was really spot on. Uh, people loved it. People were talking about it. Social at the time, not social media, but media itself was basically buzzing. Uh, so we did other ads in, in Malacca. We talked to Malaccans in, in I think in Penang we had a whole chat, and that's it. So we even ran I think uh, local ads or basically Chinese ads on on. on on billboards, which technically is, you're not supposed to do, right? You're supposed to do it in Barca. Uh, so we, we got away with that also. Again, with Nandos, we got away with a lot of things. Uh, and so, and because of that, we became more more localized, although it comes from, you know, uh, South Africa, Africa and all that. But we made it local that people were accepting it. And we had tons and tons of supporters behind Nandos with all the so-called um, yeah, we had a lot of hijacks, right? Any social issues that come up, we do an immediate hijacks. We do we do campaigns around hijacks. We do real time support advertising um, before real time advertising became correct. So I'm I'm thing. putting some some of the social hijacks. I'm I'm just going to talk about this for a bit, right? So I remember the I am billboard that came out. Then after that, yeah. it was the, and this was before I joined, and uh, you had um, a bit of that. Um, I'm sure this, yeah. Yeah, correct. So then you had. Uh, before that, the the punches one, the KFC one, and Joseph was still yeah. working with you, right? Yeah. And then yeah. Yeah. after that, um, I joined, and we just did a lot of social media hijacks, like because yeah. the KFC one worked. But then yeah. I think uh, it took to another level, and just whatever that people talked about in politics and all that, we would make fun of every time. Yeah. Um, we were we were on SMS. They would they wouldn't. At right. then there was no WhatsApp, right? So everyone's what as well. Even client. Uh, so uh, anything that pops up at night or in the evening, we were like, "Hey, there's something that we can write." So Joseph and Chun and all the writers were all on standby to, and the, and the other writers were basically standby to just to do the ads. Immediately, it's done within two hours and it's out. So it's one of those things that it's amazing that we can churn things out fast and and in a fun way. And I think for the Wichong Wing one, it's basically I think it was during the. Olympics, 2012 yeah. Olympics. And he tweeted at the night. So, right. Yeah, he tweeted at night. Quickly, we came in, and I think everyone was watching the game, and he lost, right? But at the end of the day, like we say, 28 million, basically, it's that's cool to to us. So, it's one of those 
writing again again we are the best writers in CJ uh, who knows how to basically you know um, get everyone together especially um, you know the nations together uh, very very localized kind of language uh, again it's clarity they they understood it immediately uh, for the World Cup no not World Cup I think that was for Euro Cup we made fun Correct. Whatever results was that night, we made fun the next day. So it's yeah. a, a very, very real time in that sense. And I, I, I remember this, right? Um, we're still talking about Nando's now. Um, I have one of my favorite Nando's campaign. This was after I joined you all, which was for me, yeah. uh, was uh, Eat Like a Dato. I'll just play that uh, yeah. the radio ad right now. Today at Nando's, we honor you for being you. It's okay if you've never won gold medals. It's okay if you have no special escort to escape heavy traffic. It's okay if no compound boys are around to give you a grand entrance. It's okay if you've never been to outer space. It's okay. No matter who you are, you deserve to feel like a big shot. Drop by Nando's and order the new butterfly chicken breast meal. The most premium cut there is for chicken breast plus two sides. Ah, who says you need to be a dato to eat like one? And I think this one was written by Mingyi. Uh, I think it's so funny. Like yeah. you know, we made fun of all the Dato ship. Like you don't have to sail across the world. You don't have to uh, win uh, Olympic gold medal uh, to eat like a Dato. And that was quite funny. And then from there, we did the democracy platter. That was another funny one. Janji de Peri Peri. Um, and yeah, then yeah, we had all that MC. That was crazy. I think. <laughs> Yeah, we made fun of all the political parties in Asia, uh, but in the Nanda's way, uh, we even had our little, you know, uh, walk on the streets, right, with our Correct. placards and all that. Correct. And I remember, like, our finance guy was also joined in. I, I joined in. I think we had fun walking the streets, um, waving our placards and all that. I think uh, that itself, I think, again, I think Nando's uh, credit credit to the client. I think they were quite brave. I think, again, that's, that's what the client is. They are a brave client. To basically, you know, uh, agree and, and help us execute all these fun ideas. I think we had really fun doing uh, that stint, um, really pushing it uh, to the point that everyone, uh, all the new clients who came to us, they say, "Hey, I want, I want you to we'll do Nando's for me." You know, I mean, we did, I said, "I yeah. can't." Yeah, we did so many <laughs> crazy stuff. Other than, I mean, I remember because um, then I joined. Uh, when we did a lot of the social media work and a lot of clients were like hey do the same thing for me but we can't but we ended up doing a lot of yeah. fun stuff like we had Cornetto we did Ghost Stories we did uh, Sami yeah. Sami Value uh, at Tesco yeah Tesco, I love Sami that one. Value. I just watched it just now yeah, yeah it was so crazy man like I remember going into presenting Sami Value to the clients and they just laughed for 20 yeah. minutes and we only had like it's, one it's that kind of I think it's those those kind of words, right? The key words, right? Like mother trucker. Then you you just say send me value, right? For Tesco yeah. everyday prices kind of uh, campaign. I, I think immediately client will understand. I think that's that's the gem, right? It's it's not about whole storyboard of of, of, uh, of, uh, of a TVC and all that. I think it's it's that one. What's that one big idea that is so insightful that immediately client will buy it immediately they know that the consumers will buy it also so it's 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 the kind of confidence that we have to build and i had a funny story about joining you actually um so i came and freelance after bbdo for a bit two three months before i was going to singapore and then i went to singapore for six seven months and uh you would often always ask me like hey come back come back come and join you know and i remember telling you one time that i was not happy in singapore 
and you instantly came with your offer letter and you're like come sign this let's join you know come back to KL you know and work and i think that was like the best decision where i ever did you know to come and join creatives and join you because you were an amazing mentor yeah. and we won so much in that period you know like we did nandos we did a lot of the great work for nandos we did sami value cornetto all those crazy stuff we had shit loads of crazy yeah. stuff right and uh, yeah. i think uh, people were looking at us like you know these guys are crazy they're always coming up with crazy stuff like you know why like it was quite funny like the way you you approach and and wanted me to come back and just being in there and being with you and and you being a mentor and we've done a lot of crazy stuff like how like did you think about it like why uh, keep offering me like things like that you know like why want me back you know <laughs> actually i forgot how i i i, I remember that you. i remember that <laughs> i can all i know is that i i, I flew back to singapore with the yeah, yesterday of a letter i was at that um, golden bar not golden uh you in the Newton Circus yes, area, right? Yes, you came. You were putting up. I went to your house or apartment. <laughs> uh, we chatted for a few hours outside in my uh, outside the, the driveway, and, yeah. and I think I had my the offer letter then. Correct. Say, jump, come join us, lah. I think uh, we just. I think we were, for creative just we were looking at again. It's a transition where we we're expanding. So when expanding again, we need we need uh, you know good thinkers, you know, and again people who are who can actually. Be good mentors to the young team again. Creative juice and still that and all that. We have very young people. You know, I I cannot afford the superstars of the world um, being a being an agency that size. So we were always uh, looking out for young talent. And and again, this this young talent need the right uh, motivation, the right leader to 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 push them to the next level. And I think um, I think you helped that. I think Joe was there. You were there. So we were pushing again. At the same time, also that under the brand team, also you know the Judys of the world, the Irines of the world, Natasha's of the world, they were actually pushing the the team forward. I think they were inspiring um, uh, to get the team. It's a very young team. I remember it's all them. We were like almost like the training school for all the big boys. Yeah. Right? Uh, but I I think the, the, those were the good times. I think it showed that actually the young talent are the one are the future, and it's a matter of just. Uh, molding them and making sure they, they they do the right kind of thinking. And, and you're right. Like what you know. what kind like what timing on say right? I always go to that tale. Where's where's the feeling? There's no feeling. So they got the intuition right. They need to get that feeling right in their work. And I remember when I came I'm in, like they, like you said, a lot of the young talent. There was amazing people like Kaiming, Shun, um, Zini, uh, Joanne in the account servicing side. You know, like Mingyi, 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 amazing writer. <laughs> Uh, who had crazy ideas? I remember uh, Siu Hoon. You know, so many of them had like they were all super talented, and they went off to do yeah. amazing things after that. You know, and uh, yes. I'm gonna play this next piece of work, and I've got a story for that as well because uh, you nearly got fired after this work, and uh, I think, but that's the oh kind no. of boss you were. Uh, you were the boss who always like. I remember you told me that time you're like, dude, just come in, do all the crazy stuff. Don't worry about getting into trouble. I will protect you if anything happens. Like do crazy stuff. And for me, that was the best thing ever. Oh, and and sorry, I didn't mention Mika as well. Another amazing uh, art director, <laughs> and she won her most first medal with Kaiming uh, in the, in the, for the, the one of the Nando's pieces as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and again back Go to the ahead. story. Like you know, to have a boss to basically tell you that. Um, 
you know do your thing i'll protect you and and just do crazy stuff for me that was an assurance like a safety net and no not many bosses say that you know like that's a good uh, thing as a boss to do and uh, this piece of work actually um, the story was i'm, I'm going to play the happiest meal so zini uh, went for a creative uh, i mean they, we had a tpw group training and they did this uh, whole soup kitchen uh, Uh, exercise and she came back that night with an idea and i remember her texting me and like uh, i've got this idea first i was making fun of it but then after i was like shit actually it's quite a brilliant idea so i told her like uh, yeah. let's and, and i remember t- telling you as well like these, these guys they've got something crazy and we were like no let's do it in the next 28 hours or 48 hours if not we've lost the momentum and i'm going to just play yeah. this video yeah. for now and we can talk about the story after that put on brave smiles waiting at spots where people could see us sure there were those who didn't bother but those who did gave with their hearts and together we filled 70 empty bellies in the dim streets of KL in the morning we did it again This time there were over 100 meals for a children's home where we laughed, played and forgot our serious lives for a while. Our antics didn't go unnoticed. Within a day, our mini effort was in the papers, on TV, radio and blogs. It took social media by storm. And best of all, it inspired Malaysians. In JB, Penang, Ipoh, Sabah, so many joined our cause. wanting to be a part of something good what began as a simple idea became something Malaysians rallied around it brought out the purest sense of kindness and helped us serve the happiest meals so this was for me like one of the the best things we all did as uh, in, in creative juice and uh, it was powerful like Anything you want I remember to... getting a call at about 11 o'clock at night and they, I think it was you. They said, hey, the team is going down to McDonald's now. So I said, hang on, I'll join you guys. Because I was like, shit, you know, I better... I think, I think both of us were the only senior guys there. Yeah. Uh, and Shun, I think uh, Shun was there. Uh, so we drove with... Actually, Shun was with his truck. I had my car. So I had my car. Suzuki Swift. So we went... I think the first... Pit stop was uh, at Mount Kiara, right? Yeah. Kiara was there. We were so the one, we were M- there. one MK office. Everybody is talking about yeah. that. Yeah. 
it's uh, we we just basically gathered there, collected the stuff. Uh, I was I told them all my in my mind was like, okay, these guys are braver than me. I mean, talk about being brave and all that. These guys really uh, knock it off the park. Um, at the same time, I was telling them, guys, you know, please remember, make sure you can deliver it within two hours. Because again, I didn't want the food to go bad. Yeah. And I think that there was a bit of safety issue. I was trying to make sure that, okay, guys, you know, we should take it and and, and share it and, and and give it to all the homeless people. And that's what we did. Uh, and there were tons of food. Like you can see. Yeah. Yeah, we were, and the and the girls were just delivering food without any caution. <laughs> They're just delivering without, you know, uh, taking cautions and all that. But I said, be careful, you know, because they, they might be aggressive, you know, or yeah. even though they might be hungry and all that. But uh, but they were just going there willingly and just giving the food away. And, and I think that it showcases the the human side of of, of the, the team actually. And and it went so it went viral so so fast, right? I think the next day. People were talking about it. The news, 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 uh, and the media guys were picking it up. Um, and I think it was a wonderful people. I think the energy was. I, I remember it was up to 3 a.m. in the morning, 4 a.m. in the morning. The next day they went out again, uh, immediately to collect breakfast, breakfast meals and all that. Uh, so the energy was was high, right? Um, so they were quite spirited. They wanted to do it the, the next week because every Thursday that's where the minions are being launched. Yeah. Uh, so they plan. I think they plan for a website. They plan for collection points, you know, and all that. And and that that what call it the to whom they will share the the items with and all that. Um, and through that weekend, then I got a call from the higher ups, right? Yeah. Saying that. Love what you're doing, but please put a stop to it, right? Uh, I won't mention names, but uh, because I think that it was quite sensitive at that time because uh, globally, um, it was a global client, and, we, and they had it was some a global, was a global client. Yeah. yeah. So any any trouble in, in Malaysia? Oh, I see. We're talking about trouble. Up. Trouble. Elric is actually here watching us. He oh, said hi. <laughs> you shouldn't mention names. <laughs> Uh, but it's, it's uh, I think it's good that it happened because uh, it's a lot of learnings. Uh, to me, it's there's always a reason why things happen this way. And um, yeah, globally they were like saying should be done because not nature office is not supporting this and all that. But you know, at the same time, we, we thought it was just from a was a good it's a good thing to do, right? Um, and we were we had a website up, still to put it down. We had a Facebook up, we had to I was told to. You know, uh, put it down and all that. So, uh, yeah, right. I nearly got fired for this, but uh, and yeah, we had to put a stop to it. Um, thank God, that was the last journey or the last cycle for that million toy. So, uh, so it ended well in, in that sense. Yeah, I remember like, when they asked us to stop it, we actually stopped it, but people started doing on themselves, you know, yeah, by themselves, yeah, and yeah, and uh, yeah, it yeah. just became like a like a movement that people started doing, and then. We couldn't stop it because yeah, people started a, doing that's, it. That's the beauty of it, right? Yeah. It shows that there's there's wastage on one side and there's also you know uh, in a suffering one side. So this is one way to basically balance the two. And uh, and I'm glad that we started that. I think Sini and team and all that. Mika, uh, curious to you to think of such an idea. Uh, Alric was I'm saying it was I, a good I, campaign, but wrong timing, lah. And this was funny, you know, because because uh, I remember you told me yeah. like, oh shit, they're flying down, they're gonna fire me. And I was like, fuck them, you know, like 
yeah fuck it i'll get fired as well you know like i don't care you know if you go i'll go as well you know um but then after a year the brand actually came back um yeah somebody saying the brand like rpgm saying the brand should have just gotten along with it but interesting story after a year of of you know um having problems with them they came back to us to work on a campaign yeah Yeah, we pitched for it and we got a we got piece of the business uh, out of the banana side. Uh, and this was, was amazing because kind of I remember both of us went in for the presentation and we played yeah. um, the one of the talks. So the talks was around. It, it was again for a happy meal, uh, coincidentally. <laughs> and the funny thing was, uh, we our whole insight was tough love, and. Uh, yeah. We wanted to talk about tough love, but we used Rasa Sang and we played that track. Rasa we composed, yeah. we composed yeah. the track and we played. And, and I think Nisha and the team uh, worked on this. Uh, and uh, yeah. and um, and the, my daughter we, worked on it. Correct. And she was there <laughs> interning with us. Uh, you probably didn't pay her then. She worked for free. Yeah, I, I remember her drawing, drawing all the the boxes and all that. And and uh, we played this in the presentation. And I think one or two clients actually nearly or cried in the presentation. And I'm going to play the, yeah. the the film which was shot by Iskanda at the end. But Iskandar, this campaign, yeah. uh, amazing, uh, pretty cool. You know, um, I was just super proud. You know, from losing, uh, getting into big trouble, and then coming back after a year, the client hired us to work on this big campaign. And and you know, clients from McDonald's uh, back then, even until now, they used to say this was like their turning point for them because yeah. before that they were just doing just fries and burgers being thrown around, and then suddenly. We did something totally emotional. And now, now they are, yeah, they are more localized also. I think Correct. That was also the turning This point was the turning point yeah. for that. And uh, I remember David Lok shot amazing, beautiful photography for yeah. the ads and stuff like that. Let me play the ads. Yeah. yeah? show it it's still rasa saya yeah so that was the rasa saya campaign uh, for happy meal yeah. and uh, it did really yeah. well like we spoke about and stuff like that so guys um, anyone who's live anybody who has questions just ask comment on the side we will pick up two or three questions um, so um Tell us, Ad, like just while people are coming in with with questions and stuff like that, like um, advice to to the young ones. You know, like what kind of advice can you give to young creatives, uh, creatives now? You know, like uh, all all those who worked with us before. You know, what kind of advice do you want to give to creatives nowadays, or just agency I, people? I think uh, I mean advertising space has changed a lot, so. Uh, At the end of the day, it's, it goes back to passion again. Whether it's going to be 
same old advertising style or whether it's going to be digital or whether it's going to be TikTok and all that. It all goes back to fashion, right? You have to understand the medium at the same time also what's the idea behind it. Um, I think it's all about, I think I, I love the word that, I think Man loves to use this word, try, try like, just try, right? I, I, I think it's, it's, it's about that. It's not about giving up. It's about, let's do it. You know, if it's, it's no harm, not doing it right so it's 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 um you need to have that passion to want to try and fail uh so you try and fail and try and fail until until it becomes until you get used to the whole thing you, you you know that what doesn't work and what works and all that so you really have to push yourself i mean whether it's from the young creators or even you know people who are pivoting in terms of uh, their, uh, in, their, in their careers and all that at the end of the day, it's, I think you shouldn't give up hope. Um, just chase that dream. I think it's always there. Uh, it's a matter of being very patient, very resilient. You need to be very resilient. People will be knocking you down all the time. I mean, I think, just think myself like an underdog. Right? I mean, that's what I've always been doing with me. I've always been like fighting against the biggest guys out there, right? And we try to win, right? And you don't give up. At the end of the day, just don't give up. You just try, experiment, fail, try, experiment again learn new things i think you need to always change it up you need to basically evolve uh, you shouldn't stop learning also uh, to me I'm, I'm still learning i'm still going back to my illustration days learning new apps and all of that i think it's now the, the means of creating an output or executing it is easy I and mean, there's a lot of apps that's making it easy but it's about whether you are determined or not or whether you want to actually pick up that stylus or pick up that pen to basically write that particular novel Right, a paint that particular illustration and all that. Take pick up a camera and shoot that piece of uh, uh, image and all that. So don't give up as long as uh, you feel that uh, it's in you. Uh, just just go for it. Right. right. And just uh, like Man said, you know, try. And then I have this philosophy as well. Like just whack on it. Just simply do. If you don't put out yeah, things, yeah. you'd never know. You know, you gotta feel first, and then yeah. you find out. You know how to make things better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we got some interesting yeah. questions on the side. I'm gonna read it out to you. Start. Have you done any ads with cats? You've done with four wives. Actually, you've done no. With, no, no cats. <laughs> okay, next one. I'm cats. <laughs> I've not done. Yeah, <laughs> cats. Next Wait, question. I can't remember. Cats? No, I don't <laughs> remember <laughs> anything. But no. uh, next question, Jovilo. What does Saad think about Vijay's fashion sense? Funny one. Funny villain, huh? Jovi? <laughs> hey, I, mean, I, I love it. I mean, it's, it's, it's just Vijay. Like. I think as long as Vijay is comfortable, I think uh, I, I would love yeah, it. You wear what you like, man. Like, of course, I love like, his shoes. Like. Yeah, so I, I, shoes, I infected Saad with after that to buy a lot of shoes as well. And then after uh, me wearing skinny jeans, oh. Benson started wearing skinny jeans as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from, from, <laughs> from Dougie, it's after nine. Saad should tell a joke. Oh no! <laughs> One of your that bad part ones. of me, I think, died. La. Oh man! I think that part of me, the the back pants that uh, died, has <laughs> gone away. This one's interesting. When people One, talk about pants, right? <laughs> yeah, that's so. This one's interesting. What's the difference in relationship between suits and creatives then and now? Uh. There's no. I think it's how the agency, uh, or basically how we run the agency, right? So, I think for Silhad and Creatures uh, and TVDLA, we try to basically break down the walls. Uh, the suit will basically sit next to the creative, so it's no longer a department kind of thing. So we try to share 
share the share the workload or sh- share the stress also uh, with the creators and with the with the suits. Because at the end of the day, it's 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 a teamwork thing rather than a creative department versus a brand team or versus a suit. Uh, we try to basically melt everything together and work as a team. Even even with the dispatch boys, I think I remember one time I I did a radio commercial with a bunch of dispatch. I got him to say, bring all your your khaki, all your you know uh, motors and all that. I want them to record live their reaction when they see this particular. Uh, boombox. I think I think a Sony boombox, and we co- recorded that commercial live with their reaction, and that was a commercial. I don't know whether Alison remembered that. I think we, we recorded, and I think that's way way before Alison's time. So that that's the kind of thing that we experiment, right? So there's there's no we, we try to have no division between uh, creatives and and the suits because uh, we want we want the idea to be to be part of the team rather than it's a creative idea. Correct. It is the agency's idea. And we, as a t- as a agency, we sell it to the client, and becomes brand idea. So an- another question here was also, uh, what's the greatest prank you ever p- uh, pulled? <laughs> I've pulled a lot of pranks. Uh, I think uh, the biggest one we involved, I think, almost six people at one time got pranked, uh, and I got Judy involved. I got. I think Joseph Anthony involved, it, and even I think Ariho involved, because at that time there was talk that we might be losing P1. Uh, so I pranked the team, the P1 team, saying that uh, guys, you know. Uh, so we prepared letters. We had Cindy, who was the HR. We had prepared letters, blank letters actually, and and brought in the team and say, guys, you know, I have bad news to to tell you guys. You know, so uh, and basically gave up, gave these so-called letters to them. I got shocked. Uh, I think Zariel almost wanted to punch me. <laughs> <laughs> Zariel is always angry. Yeah. This one's an interesting one as well. Um, what made okay. you decide to step out of the industry, and what uh, with that amount of passion and uh, it's creative. As creatives, we never stop. You know, like I don't think you've stepped out of the industry. I've, you've moved. I've never stopped. You, yeah, I, you've. You're always. I, always I moved country. <laughs> I moved country, so basically I had to get back to Singapore, be closer to my family again. Uh, but the creative streak is still in me. I'm doing other things. I'm doing other forms with Pixels now. Uh, doing more into photography. Um, I'm also still doing editing, uh, doing some videos with my kids and all that. Uh, doing some illustration. So there's there's still that creative uh, streak in me. Uh, I won't lose that. I'm I'm doing also some branding for startups also. Okay, so this is a funny one. Yiling, uh, boss, share your skin care secret, please. Oh, a lot of people ask about what's this. Up? Uh, what's up? They say I'm, I'm blushing. I think I am. <laughs> must be the must be uh, the lighting. A question from another great creative of ours, Lay. How do you start an agency? Don't. <laughs> Don't. Um, <laughs> That's a good answer. I think you should start a. I think you should start a. a uh, a, a kind of startup, uh, you know, not not just just another agency this, yeah. to support to support brand, right? I think you should be your own brand uh, and do something, especially I mean, you're into I, uh, digital and all that. I think I'm sure with tech and all that, you can do something amazing. Um, go into that space. I think that's a lot of things that the world requires, especially now with this so-called post-COVID. Thing that we're going, going through, 
uh, tech will be very important. Um, yeah, so I don't start an agency. If you start an agency, maybe. I think do something different, like you said, right? Be do something different. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. you said, people yeah. need something. People need something, but you need to be different. Yeah. Because everybody's doing yeah. a tech company even. There's so many apps, there's so yes. many startups. What makes you different? Yeah. What is going to, which part of your life that you can solve uh, a problem in your life that yeah, you can solve? Solve, you know? solve the biggest problem now. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just key. I mean, uh, if you look at Zoom, like, yeah, what Zoom, all the, the, the video call guys are doing so yeah. well now. You know, market shares yeah. are up, but what else can you do? Yeah. Um, there's yeah. another interesting one from Fur, again, another one of our ex-creatives. What have you learned over the years that you would advise, tell, or share with your much younger self? <laughs> uh, I think you have to eat wise and keep fit. <laughs> I, think when, when I'm, I think because I think we did, I did take care of myself when I was younger. Uh, so I think for all of you also, I think uh, being being physically fit is very important, especially you, Vijay. I think, oh man, yeah. Uh, watching <laughs> watching your diet because I think it helps. I think it helps in terms of you know planning the day the day ahead and all that, and also pushing through in terms of uh, whatever jobs that you have or whatever stress and all that. I think I did not spend enough time uh, keeping myself fit uh, and eating right. I think I was on my own. I I just eat late and all that uh, yeah so, so uh, in terms of work i think yeah, yeah um, and um the last piece right i think it's uh wait let me let me there's a there's a bunch of people like s- still asking uh questions we've got to end soon uh, we'll try to answer on the comment page on on facebook after this and uh so Karen De Silva says, Saad, you're truly a humbling star. Respect. And um, for me, I wanted to end with that, you know, um, because Saad, you've done you've done a lot for a lot of people's careers, right? And and uh, especially for someone like me, you know, I was uh, nobody when I went there to Creative Juice, and I wasn't famous. I didn't win a lot of awards. Uh, but then after joining you and working with you, because I had a mentor and a boss like you and uh, i did very well and i wanted to say thank you and i've always said this out like you were one of my greatest mentors and then uh, and i wanted to thank you uh, i will and i'll keep thanking you even until the end you know and then you've done a lot for my career and you've done a lot for other people's careers as well and to have a boss like you you know we're lucky because you're behind us you teach us uh, you stay behind the scenes and and then you push us and propel us to the next level and the f- i think that's uh, for me something that i learned and i put to my team as well and when i work uh, now that i'm a boss as well you know um, so i've learned how to be a good boss from you and i wanted to say thank you and how all of us you know those who work with you super appreciate you know like uh, and, and uh, because you've done so much for us okay now i'm blushing <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think it goes back to the people, I, and I think I hired the right people. Uh, you guys m- knew what to do. Uh, I just need to push the right buttons. Um, and I think at the end of the day, it's about the culture, right? So, getting the right people, the mixture of, um, of, of different different age group, uh, different experiences, uh, it helps because uh, the culture is very important for any agency or any working environment. The, the more fun it is, uh, 
I think the better is the, the response and the work itself because people were like are willing to work and come back to work, stay late and all that uh, because everyone is basically helping each other. Um, I think the biggest reward is always Christmas Day where <laughs> Christmas parties. I think our Christmas tree has the biggest amount of presents ever. I think I've never seen anywhere. Um, so and it shows because everyone's giving everyone Christmas gift. Although it's a it's a, it's a what I call it secret center. As soon as you give one gift, I think that the, the Christmas actually the spirit of the agency is there. I think that's very important. Wherever we go, I think uh, if you keep that up, then you'll get then you become that right. Hopefully, that kind kind of the right kind of leader. You become the right kind of mentor because uh, it it rubs off back to me because. I'm also inspired and 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 basically trying to make everyone, you know, uh, motivated. It motivates me at, at the end of the day. And to see you, Vijay, uh, I remember a young lady called Vivian, Vivian, Vivian. I can't remember when. Uh, she's now known as as uh, Yasmin. Uh, she was at the time still up. I think she was a designer um, back then and. She was like a FA artist, and she moved up the ladder, and she was an account director for Patronas, I think, in Leo Burnett. I think she was one of the top uh, uh, suit in Leo Burnett. Uh, well, at least maybe the last five. Uh, I, I think she left away, but I think she went up that way. So again, I think there's a lot of success stories within Silat Creative Juristic Beyond itself. Uh, I owe it to having direct culture and you guys also helped me to basically bring out the best in me um, and I think yeah, you guys I wish you all, all of you success well, especially those guys who are in Shanghai and all that those guys are really killing it and right, uh, that, that little time that I spend you guys uh, I think uh, I'm appreciating that uh, where you guys are at now I mean seriously yeah. and how about Yiping also the Yiping story uh, you told me Amazing. Yeah, he's doing well. Yeah. Like he's yeah. got a startup he's now. Well. Yeah. I think everybody is yeah. um, doing their own thing. I think we've we've uh, we've all learned and then uh, from you and uh, learn from each other, like you said as well. And uh, we've just yeah. pushed all our work and we're we're all doing well because of bosses like you. And we hope that you know we'll we'll always have bosses like you. And hopefully we aspire to be bosses like that as well. You know, to push our guys yeah. to the next level and always yeah. be stand behind them. You know, like uh, and let them experiment, let them do different things, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that that's, that's something that we have to do for the next generation. And uh, so thank yeah. you so much, Saad, for coming on and talking. Uh, thank you for having me. For an hour and a half. And yeah. uh, we really? had amazing oh. stories. Yeah. And uh, we did so much crazy stuff, fun yeah. stuff. Um, you were always, I got you into trouble so many times. Uh, with all kind of crazy <laughs> stuff that I used to do, and uh, but we won a I lot. Got calls from, I, rem- I remember I got calls from Paris uh, about one of your campaigns. Yeah, I was yeah. holiday in Paris, and you and you were you troubled me with, with uh, this particular. I think I got a call from Aaron a week. Yeah, I was like, yeah. shit, you know, I, I remember, I think it was the reverse brief one, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's the way to go. That's the way to go. Uh, yeah. I mean, for me, that time was like, if you don't stand out, if you don't stand for something, then you don't need to be in advertising or you don't need to be in this industry or you're not creative if you don't stand for something, you know, yeah. it gets you into yeah. trouble. Yeah. I mean, look at all the, the artists or the people who, who, who 
made a difference you know like they stood for something yeah yeah i think that's important yeah. and uh, thank you so much for being on the show and and also like i said earlier you've done a lot for a lot of people's careers especially me uh, thank you for that as well and uh, hope to see you after the circuit breaker ends and we'll go for yeah, another yeah, let's, let's meal, maybe edmund cho another live another live yeah <laughs> yeah i can ja i can ja for sure <laughs> thank you so much and uh, and gandhi sorry Gandhi's yeah thank you so much sir um I'm going to end uh, the call much. now and uh, guys thank you for tuning in that's the art uh, my ex boss and uh, my ex mentor we've done a lot uh, of crazy stuff together um and uh, you know such an amazing leader such an amazing boss I've learned so much from him a bit of my career I've also modeled modeled and learned a bit from him as well you know i think just standing behind experimenting being different you know doing new things that's one thing and uh, the others always as a leader uh, stand behind your team you know like let them experiment find their voice and learn for themselves you know like things like that i learned from sar that i inject into how i train my next generation as well you know and uh, thank you so much for tuning in in the next two weeks we have interesting guests uh, next week we will have uh, piotr uh, piot or, or as, as many call him the ex cmo of gojek and then the week after i have another mentor uh, brian capel who's agreed to come on uh, talking about his career and moving to indonesia as well so next two weeks a bit about indonesia as well thank you so much for tuning in